Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why and how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for lending me those ears. And if you're watching me on video, your eyeballs are also appreciated. Anyway, today I want to talk about proposals, but more specifically, a topic that's hardly ever covered, unsolicited proposals. Ooh, how do you do that? Well, anyway, let's get into proposals because they can either be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how they came about. Now, let's talk about a proposal that just shows up on your email doorstep. In other words, you open up your email, boom, there's a proposal, a request for a proposal. Now, you have to respond to that proposal. Now, here's the problem. If you respond to a proposal, first of all, sometimes you didn't even know the proposal was being done or you know uh, built out, and now you got it. So now you're responding to it. And if you're responding to a proposal, more likely than not, you did not write that proposal or the customers didn't put your specifications for your products or services in that proposal, which means you're behind the eight ball already. In other words, when you respond to a proposal, it's never a good thing, especially if you didn't know it was coming out. You're at a disadvantage. You can almost bet that your competitor probably influenced that proposal. Number two, speaking of influence, my favorite word. When we talk about influencing a proposal, that is when we can actually talk to the client before releasing a proposal, and then we can influence the specifications in that proposal for products or services. So in other words, by influencing the proposal, we can actually bid on the proposal and our probability of winning goes up. As opposed to if it's unsolicited, in other words, we responded to it and we didn't know what was in it until we actually opened it and it really doesn't match up with our specifications for, again, our products or services, the chances of winning, the probability of winning are actually very low. It's a conundrum, right? Because when a a proposal arrives, should you bid on it, should you not bid on it? And again, this is a philosophical debate always held in the B2B sales realm as far as whether you should or should not. My whole thing is that it really depends how much it costs to put the proposal together. If it's a layup, you know, something easy to be done, why not do it? But if it's very difficult, a lot of man hours or woman hours that you have to put into the actual proposal, then maybe you just want to do a no bid. But let's assume that you did influence the proposal. And obviously, if you influence the proposal, it's going to line up with what you have. And therefore, again, the probability goes up that you're going to win. But there is a third category that we hardly talk about, that we need to be talking about more and more. And this is a different approach. So this is called the unsolicited proposal. In other words, the client didn't ask for it. You just created one and you gave it to them unsolicited, right? So in other words, you're creating a proposal. So how do you do this? Well, first of all, let's back up a little bit. What are the advantages of this? One, if you create a proposal and it's something that the customer's gonna say, huh, I didn't realize you guys did that or we could do that, Great, thank you. You've positioned yourself as somebody who's trying to help the company grow. So again, you get more credibility because you're not responding. You're not being proactive. You're being you're being proactive, rather. You're not being reactive to what they need. So by being proactive, letting the company know, hey, you're really thinking with them, that puts you in a power position. So for example, where's the starting point here? Let's say that you zoom back and you begin to understand what are some of the management objectives that the company has? What are, what are some of the MBOs, right? Management objectives that the company has. 
So all of a sudden, you start talking to the leadership and say, what are you working on? Where do you think you're hitting your number? Where do you think you're falling short? And what you're looking for is a gap between what they're trying to do and what they're currently doing. And if you can spot problems, holes, in other words, they're not hitting their KPIs, then if you can find a way to help them do that, then all of a sudden, you become that much more valuable to them. Or for example, let's say on the service side, their CSAT, customer satisfaction scores are low. And after asking a bunch of questions, you believe that you have a solution. Great. So first, let's understand their objectives, right? Management by objective, MBOs, what are you trying to achieve? How are they measuring it and where are they falling short? Once you identify where they're falling short and matches where you can help, then you go into ideation mode like, hmm, what could we put together? What could we put in front of the customer? What solution could we put in front of them to help them? Now, what may happen is that you may have all the products to combine into one solution to offer to the customer, or you may be able to pull in other suppliers and create a bigger contract. In other words, you become the prime contractor with a bunch of subcontractors, pull all that together to provide a really high-end solution for the customer. You then put it together and present it to the customer. And again, think about this. If a client receives an unsolicited proposal, and again, you just don't email it to them or just send it to them without any warning, obviously you're gonna prep them and say, look, Mr. Client, you know, over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking to a lot of your team, your management team, and we believe we have a solution to this problem. We'd like to present a proposal to you. Notice what we're doing here, or notice what you'll be doing. You'll be creating opportunities. You're not waiting for an opportunity for an RFP to pop up. You are creating an opportunity. Therefore, again, you're, you're giving the customer, the client in this case, you're letting them know, I wanna take the initiative. I'm being proactive. I'm thinking with you. I understand your problems. I've talked to enough people. I think I got something you really need to listen to. And if you can come at it from that angle, with that type of energy, but more importantly, besides energy, with the solution that you know can help them, then and only then will you differentiate yourself from everybody else, especially your competitors in the market. So again, we don't want to wait to receive a proposal because we're likely going to lose that deal. We can influence a proposal, but we still have to compete. But with an unsolicited proposal, there's no competition because it's your proposal that you created out of thin air. You're proposing it to the client. And again, the benefits are all upside. Even if they don't accept the proposal, the fact that you're thinking with them will put you in a power position. Let me know what you think of unsolicited proposals. We'd love to hear your feedback. And that is it for the Sales Influence Podcast. Again, leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Pandora, Spotify, wherever you're watching or listening. And after you do that, you know the deal. Check out the Sales Velocity Academy. Added some great courses to help you sell more that much faster. On that note, this is Victor Antonio, always reminding you, selling hard when you know how. Take care. Hi, I'm Victor Antonio. I'm an author, sales trainer, and keynote speaker. I'm often asked, what makes a great speaker? Is it someone who delivers real content that the audience can use? Is it someone who engages the audience so they're part of the learning experience? Or is it someone who can motivate an audience to push them beyond their comfort zone and discover new abilities? The answer is, 
Yes, but the most important thing to remember is that I'm not there to look good. I'm there to make my client look good. Simply put, it's never about me and it's always about them.